This conversation originally aired on Koinonia, which can be heard Monday through Friday at 2 p.m. on Faith Talk 1360 in Phoenix or online at faithtalk1360.com. The towering judges that have served in this particular seat of the Supreme Court, including Annan Scalia and Robert Jackson, are much in my mind at this moment. Justice Scalia was a lion of the law. Agree or disagree with him, all of his colleagues on the bench cherish his wisdom and his humor. And like them, I miss him. Judge Neil Gorsuch is the nominee from President Trump, from Alliance Defending Freedom. Uh, we have, uh, David, I, uh, I appreciate you taking the time. I know you guys are incredibly busy. Um, just initial reaction. Well, you know, one of the things uh, we always look for is, is, is uh, you know, what has the, the judge decided before? Has he been on the bench, as, the, as Judge Gorchis has uh, for over 10 years? And, and what's his judicial philosophy? And so I think those in this situation all play out uh, as a judge who is uh, what we'd consider an originalist. In other words, he looks at the text of the Constitution, kind of looks back and what's the meaning of it, uh, his judicial restraint, not legislating from the bench. Uh, so those sorts of things is what we look at, and, and, and that's what we see with, with this judge. David Cortman from uh, ADF is joining us on this momentous day, and uh, we do have a track record at being uh, placed by George W. Bush, and uh, was, um, well, he was unanimously approved at that time, so I'm guessing that's going to make for some interesting uh, debate <laughs> uh, on confirmation hearings, uh, let's see, he was confirmed to the Tenth Circuit by a voice vote. Eleven current Democrat members, including Minority Leader Schumer, Senator Leahy, Senator Feinstein, and 20 current Republican members of the Senate, were in office when Judge Gorsuch was confirmed without opposition in 2006. This is going to be fun, isn't it? Well, it will, and I think that's going to be uh, very telling because my guess is, from from the little bit I've heard, uh, that you're going to hear some different stories from those same people now. And, and I think the, I think what you mentioned before is the key. Let's just look at the judge's record. Um, the amount of uh, you know, there's there's over um, 175 published opinions and concurrences, and so we know where this judge stands. Uh, we know what his track record is. We know his scholarship and and all those sorts of things. And 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 to be qualified unanimously is not an easy thing these days right um, and so when you when you get that in the past we're going to be it's going to be interesting to see uh, why and, and and how that story changes and if really any of that holds water being the uh, cynic that I am uh, it's amazing the immediate and with social media uh, what it is now things uh, just like you just said how are they going to say uh, 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 mr. Wyden said, Gorsuch represents a breathtaking retreat from the notion that Americans have fundamental constitutional rights. He tweeted that uh, last night and, then of course, was reminded that he did indeed vote to confirm him back in 2006. Uh, yeah, that makes it awkward. <laughs> it, it does. And, and I think that, 
you know, the best part for the American people is is, is not listen to the sound bites, um, but go look at his record yourself because it's all out there and it's all public. And and I think what you know we talk about you know mainstream is is what we hear a lot from the left. I'm not sure what they how they define uh, mainstream, uh, but it seems to me that mainstream is someone who believes in the Constitution, uh, believes in the protection that it has for us, and doesn't try to create new rights and new things as we go, uh, but as this judge has said in the past, looks backward to the text that's already there to govern us. And uh, let's hear from the judge himself on his philosophy. I respect, too, the fact that in our legal order, it is for Congress and not the courts to write new laws. It is the role of judges to apply, not alter the work of the people's representatives. A judge who likes every outcome he reaches is very likely a bad judge, <laughs> stretching for results he prefers rather than those the law demands. Wow, that's, that's pretty powerful, isn't it? Well, it is, and I, and I think that's the point. Um, you, you, we don't have outcome approaches when we go to court. So we don't say, well, you know, this is where I want to be. How do I get there? Um, when you have a judge that looks at originalism, what he says is, okay, let's let, look back at what the Constitution says. Let's apply that to this particular situation. Even if I may not agree with the outcome, I've got to be true to what our Constitution states. David Cortman from ADF is joining us to talk about the nominee from President Trump. Uh, the judge, a decade in the Tenth Circuit, uh, ADF has been before the Tenth Circuit numerous times. Will be before uh, the Supreme Court. Uh, what is ADF's experience with judge? Well, what's interesting is is, is um, there are specific decisions um, for in favor of religious freedom, which obviously is what ADF defends. Um, for example, ADF had plenty of cases, several cases, on challenging the uh, the Obamacare HHS mandate rules, uh, where they forced religious employers um, to to provide abortion-inducing drugs as part of their their health care plan. Um, and we, we didn't have one in front of the judge, but we had similar ones across the country. But the way he ruled uh, in those cases. Um, Hobby Lobby and and Little Sisters case. Uh, we actually had a companion case, Conestoga Wood, that went up to the Supreme Court with Hobby Lobby. But what was interesting in that ruling, what he said is, is, is a couple of different things. Number one, if someone has a religious belief against something, it's not for the court to say no. That's not a valid religious belief. We don't want the, the secular court telling people what their you know what their religious beliefs are. Um, and then the other thing I think you know it, he said that was pretty important. Uh, disagreed with some of the judges there on the Tenth Circuit was. If, if you think something is wrong and there's this government penalty that forces you to engage in that, then that's certainly a burden on, on your beliefs. When some of the court were saying, no, it's not really a big deal, it's not a burden. So I think there were certain principles he came out that protects people of faith regardless of any faith, and interestingly enough, protects people that, that, that don't necessarily have a faith. In other words, if you have a conscience right, we don't want the government to saying, you know, we don't care if you object to this, we want you to participate in it or want you to speak about it. We want want you to promote it. We don't want that to happen to anyone. All right, let's uh, lighten it up a little bit here. You and I both know that when you highly qualified lawyers get together and you look at the uh, curricula vitae or a resume, uh, tell us a little bit about Judge Gorsuch. I, I just, I'm not a wonk, but man, this looks impressive. 
I mean, it really does. And, and I think one of the issues uh, that not only attorneys look at, but that the public looks at is, what's the history? What do we do? We know what we're getting here. Um, and I think sometimes, you know, people get elected for office or to the, you know, the judgeship appointed or elected, whatever it happens to be. And it, 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 we don't know who the person is. We don't know what they stand for. We've had elections uh, you know, in the past where no one knew what the person stood for because they didn't have much of a track record, uh, no names mentioned. But the point <laughs> of it here is, is, is you know what you're getting, and I think that's, you know, whether you like it or don't like it, you know there's some sound principles here. And I think that's the, the, the biggest part of this, is, is, is if you say, okay, I know where the, the track record has come from, I know what he believes in, um, you know, he supports a reading of the Constitution, I, I think that should be comforting for everyone. You know, may not agree with every outcome, on every case, but 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 you know there are judges that I respect that I don't agree with every outcome. Mm-hmm. But that's not the point. The point is, are they applying the law? Are they looking at the Constitution, or are they creating it as we go? And you never know what you're going to get. So I think that's one of the factors that that everyone should be should comfortable with. And, and I, to to your point there, in his own words, that uh, we just played that soundbite, a judge who likes every result he reaches is very likely a bad judge, because you're not supposed to adjudicate on results. That's that's the whole point. And that's kind of what we've been clamoring of in the pro-life and the pro-family uh, side of the, the ballot for a while. Yeah, and I, I think that's right. And there's, you know, there's, there's always issues that everyone would like to say, boy, I'd like it to come out this way in my case, or I'd like it to result this way. But the real answer is, is, is there, in this particular case, is there constitutional support for that? Is there textual support for that? Or are we becoming a society where, um, you know, whatever the new thing is, oh, let's create a constitutional right for X, when really it doesn't exist, when really it's, it's a legislative issue that the people get to decide? Because we have to remember, if, if any court creates a right, that usurps that from, from the people, because the people through their legislature are supposed to create laws, uh, but when we create something out of, of whole cloth that doesn't exist, it's really taken the place of, 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 uh, of our republic, of our democracy. Judge Neil M. Gorsuch, U.S. Court of Appeals for the Tenth Circuit, is now a Supreme Court nominee. David Cortman from Alliance Defending Freedom is joining us here on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. You're listening to Koinonia. I am Tom Brown. We've got just two minutes left here, David. Uh, Just give us a little rundown of some of the things that ADF uh, is working on right now and uh, how we might be able to support ADF and uh, the cases you're on. Well, absolutely. Right off the bat, we have a case at the Supreme Court of the United States that we're waiting to be set for argument uh, about whether the government can exclude uh, a religious organization from a neutral government benefit simply because it's religious. Qualifies for the program, everything's in line, but then the government says, well, um, you're associated with a church, so we're excluding you from it, so we think that's discriminatory. Uh, that should be argued in April. Um, and, and people may be aware of, of what we call our, our uh, freedom of conscience cases, we talk about the baker, the florist, the fire chief, um, all those folks around the country that are actually losing their careers because they stand up for uh, traditional marriage, um, marriage between uh, one man and one woman. So there's in, a in lot going on. Right. Here uh, in people- Phoenix, as a matter of fact, we have, you know, the, the two artists that do uh, wedding invitations and things of that nature. Uh, that fall into that category. Right, the right, the brush and nib case, that's exactly right. And these cases are going around all around the country. And what people need to understand about those cases, it's not about 
folks um, who are, are just religious. It's for everyone. What we don't want, we don't want the government saying, for example, you look at the, uh, real quickly, the inauguration, people saying, I'm not going to design Ivanka's, you know, dress. I'm not right. going to do a cake for them. I'm not going to sing. Well, that's their right to do. So, so why is it that the left gets to pick and choose what their speech is and who they support, which is, which is proper, but then say to folks on the right, well, no, you have to, you have to speak this message, even if you disagree with it. You have to support this event. And our point is, look, it protects everyone not to allow the government to compel you to support a message that you disagree with. David, you'll get me on my soapbox in a split second talking like that, <laughs> I'm telling you. David Portman from Alliance Defending Freedom, we've got uh, a minute left here. Uh, tell us how we can support ADF. Sure. I mean, uh, you know, obviously we're a, we're a, uh, a nonprofit um, uh, legal organization, and so the big thing for us is, is go on our website, see what's going on, uh, learn about our cases. Um, it's adflegal.org uh, or 1-800-TELL-ADF. There's a lot of information there. Uh, the other thing, obviously, is is uh, prayers. I mean, you know, and it, it's always big stuff that's going on. And, and um, the other thing, obviously, is financially, we're we're supported by donations, um, but it allows us to do what we do: get to the Supreme Court represent people uh, and defend the Constitution. David, I am so glad that you guys are on the front lines uh, bringing these cases before the courts so that we can maintain our freedoms. David Cortman from Alliance Defending Freedom here on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. Uh, Thank you so much for your time. All right. Thank you for having me on. And we are now going to uh, have Kathy Herod from right here in the Valley Center for Arizona Policy, uh, get her thoughts on this new nominee. And you are listening to Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. For questions or comments, please email Tom at faithtalk1360.com. That's Tom at faithtalk1360.com.